start by saying a little not so well-known fact that one in four cowboys were black. So why isn't that more present in popular culture? Well, we're going to discover that as we go along. Stay right there. Well, it's been said throughout history that you had the, uh, the house boy, uh, the field boy, and, uh, you know, you had African-Americans who were herding cattle by foot. And so whenever there was a, uh, a steer or a calf or something that went into the brush, um, we'd be walking, you know, and uh, a drover or a cow hand would say, cowboy. And uh, that's really where the term came from. And it became a term of respectability after a while, especially when our contributions were brought into the, f to the flavor. You know, because we were some of the first ones that were breaking horses and tending to cattle when we arrived here, uh, because it was one of the toughest jobs that existed. Over time, it was a, uh, a phrase that initially started off as an insult, but like with everything else, you know, we have a way of turning it into something positive. My name is Kamal Miller. I'm from Carson, California. Uh, I've been a cowboy since I was about six years old. You know, I started in Richland Farms in Compton. Both my uncles introduced me to the rodeo life. And ever since then, since I was six years old, I just fell in love with it. Being a cowboy means, you know, cleaning stalls, feeding the horses, even working the fields. We were the first original cowboys, you know, here. The whites were calling us boys. Get that cow, boy, bring that over here, boy. And when black people started to developing, they thought it was cool, like they started calling themselves cowboys. Back in the days, either every third or fourth cowboy was black and they don't teach that. So it's like, it's up to us as cowboys to, black cowboys, to show the culture where we came from. Most people don't know, the, the, the origin of the word cowboy is the boy that used to take care of the cow. So we all know where that came from. So it kind of feels like we've been kind of erased a little bit. Um, no, one, um, no one has really known that. Um, um, the, the Caucasian writers were known as cow hands, and you really don't hear that term uh, very much. And so you know, we made a big part of this cowboy culture anyway. We're such a huge part of this more than what a lot of people know. So it's really nice that people are now coming out to try to start shedding more light on us. I feel like we are the originators of this. Like, all of those John Wayne stories and those, you know, Lone Ranger stories and all that, those weren't the white guys that you see on TV and that you've been seeing for all these years. Most of those stories are told about black men, but they took it and popularized it and turned it into white culture. And I just feel like, you know, I'm trying to do my part to educate people that, you know, we, we do this. and. We're going to continue to do this for a long time. People of color, I feel like we're looked past so far as like the horse world, you know, people rodeoing, because a lot of people, when they see us, oh, they have black cowboys and cowgirls. You guys actually rise up when they see a black cowboy, a black cowgirl on a horse. They're very amazed. I have to hold myself in a different regard uh, than other cowgirls, just because I have to be that much better than everyone else to prove a point. I will go to rodeo sometimes and I will see the Confederate flags and the Trump flags and all that stuff. So I have to be the best of the best just because. I really don't know because I've been on both sides of the fence because I rodeo for a living 
I, I had a I had a pro card, which was called PRCA card back in the day, and I rode it with the white, you know, and then and now you know it's like I'm rolling it with the blacks, you know what I mean? But it's it's all the same, really and truly. Really, it's all about the money, you know what I mean? It's, it's about who can get to the most rodeos and who got the best horse and stuff, you know, uh, and this, you know, this, et cetera, you know. But to me, it's all about the same, you know, about black or white, you know what I mean? It's all, you got to do the same thing, whether you're black or white. I don't think there's really much of a difference if I could say so. Maybe someone else might have a different opinion. The duties and the job, what they did as a cowboy on a cattle ranch is basically the same. You're taking care of the cows, making sure they're fed, you know, making sure you protect them. You know, the duties are pretty much the same. Now, there, I, I'm sure someone might differ to say this, that you know, black cowboys might have got the, the worst of the jobs on the ranch, but getting cattle to, to the market is basically the same for all the cowboys. I can't say that there's a lot of difference um, because that's the thing about, you know, the cowboy culture from the early days. I'm talking about the 1800s. It was one of the few places that color did, really didn't matter, you know, because if there was a job that needed to be done as far as driving cattle across country, um, everybody depended on one another. And it was one of the few places that black cowboys could be a part of and not have to really worry about discrimination because again, the man next to you depended on you know, your ability and you depended on him. So uh, I can't say that there's a lot of difference other than the fact that, um, you know, maybe the music. <laughs> now before slavery, there was an earlier origin of black cowboys and it was in Africa. Now the history of the black cowboy, you see, began long before the establishment of large ranches with cattle grazing in the U.S. The Gambia, for example, and some other African countries were known to have large cattle herds with natives possessing innate skills in controlling the movement of the animals. See, they were not called cowboys at that time. They were just called herders. evidence of African-American cattle herders in North America can be traced back to colonial South Carolina. Now I had the opportunity to speak to some black cowboys and cowgirls about the history and here's what they had to say. In 1866 Congress 
pass legislation after the Civil War to take a lot of those soldiers, which was about 180,000 that served in the Civil War. After the Civil War, quite a few of those soldiers needed jobs. So the Congress decided to create six units of soldiers, four that would be infantry and two the cavalry, the 9th and the 10th. And those soldiers are going to have to do uh, with support the expansion of the West, Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, Oklahoma. So the soldiers are going to be sent there and they're going to be all black units with white officers. But they were not called the Buffalo Soldiers at that time. Now how they became the Buffalo Soldiers is another story. What happened was when they were sent out West, Native American Indians were uh, used to seeing all white soldiers on horseback riding in. And now all of a sudden they see all black soldiers. They didn't know how to accept that. And, and so what they did was they associated us with something that was very important to them in their culture, which was the buffalo. And what they said was, number one was that our hair looked similar to that of a buffalo. And I can t attest to that because when I ride three or four hours on my horse, my hair starts curling all up just like a buffalo. Secondly, they said that our skin was dark like a buffalo, and I have no argument with that. That's so true. And thirdly, they said was that when a buffalo is cornered, it comes out fighting in a worse way. And they said buffalo soldiers or the black soldiers came out fighting the same way. So it was a nickname that was given to us, not by ourselves, the soldiers, but by the different Native American Indian tribes, according to historians. And it's a name of a badge of honor. So we accepted it, and it's been carrying over since the Indian Wars all the way up through World War II. After the Civil War again, when the Buffalo Soldiers were formed and the different regiments, they were sent to for the expansion of the West. That created uh, new opportunities for black slaves. They're no longer slaves, black men. New opportunities to have own land, uh, to be themselves as they chose to be. There were no opportunities like that. There was a point in time where they wouldn't allow a black man on a horse. We would work the fields while the slave masters on the horse looking down at us. But now we're on top of the horse, standing up on horses. It's a powerful thing. I feel like it's, it's, it's true power and being a black cowboy. I think it's, 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 very, it's getting very um, broad now because so many black westerns and black people are really starting to develop a, a love for horses, you know, with the success of uh, The Harder They Fall, Posse, and many more black uh, westerns. The culture that has been, you know, taken away from us on film and television, we, you learned about it, you see all these, you know, historical, you know, figures that help build the American West that no one talks about. You know about, you know, the, uh, the Bass Reeves, you know about certain cowboys, but there's so many others and it just, you know, Hopefully, from this point on, we could tell a whole lot more stories. Right now, this is a good thing that we're having right now, you know what I mean? But it used to be better. It used to be a whole lot better. Because I stopped going for a while, and, 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 and now I started back because I have a sponsor, you know? But, but the future, you know what I mean? It's, it's okay, it's okay. It, it's, a, it's a sport that, well, if you love to do it, you know what I mean, you'll go. And then a lot of people, you know what I mean, they, they go just, just, to be, just to be going, you know what I mean, and stuff. But you take a person like me, you know, I won't go unless I'm, I'm com competing. 
actually, I think the future of the black cowboys and cowgirls actually the younger generation. Just like my son, his age. My son, King Anderson, he's one and he'll be two next month. So they, they are the future of the black cowboys and cowgirls. We are getting bull riding banned in LA County, which has already happened. And different places, like when you join College Rodeo, there's not as many um, competitors as there used to be. Oh, I think the future is strong. Like at this rodeo, you'll see kids as small as six or seven years old out there, you know, maybe even a little younger than that out there riding and they're running barrels, they're swinging ropes, and you'll see the kids just walking around. Even if they're not here competing, their parents or grandparents might be competing, and you'll see those kids. The culture is going strong, and I love it. I absolutely love it. So, today we uncovered a lot of historical origins of what is presently known as the Western lifestyle, as it pertains to blacks. And we heard from our guests and we heard about their, their first-hand experience based on their personal journey. And it's only the beginning of our journey. So I'd like to thank you for joining us today and want you to stay tuned for more episodes of Cowboy Culture of the West. This is Oba Babatunde saying, I'll see you the next time I'm looking at you. Mm -hmm.